Welcome to the drop-in everyone. This is Agatha and today we're so excited to have Hannah Boyd on the podcast. Hannah is our naturopath and founder of the incredible New Leaf uh, (laughs) Naturopathic Clinic, there I go, balancing the use of botanical and nutritional medicines with education and natural remedies. Hannah's philosophy is to help you live a balanced and healthy life. Hannah has a way of giving space to your story and providing personalized, inclusive care that feels like a big hug on your confidence and health goals. She keeps it light, compassionate, and there's always laughs along the way. She loves exploring nature and all the corners of our country, the rivers, mountains, and coasts. And when she's not in clinic, she's also the vice president of the Naturopaths and Herbalists Association, and recently headed to Parliament to submit naturopathy and herbal medicine as a registered health profession, this much-needed modality to the forefront. Hannah has supported both Tanya and I through our hormonal and health moments. When we think of you, we literally think of an angel manifest in human form on this planet to ground us with herbal and soul support. We love you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) That is quite an intro. I'm blushing bright red. Thank you. Uh, You guys are special and wonderful what a thank you for your kind words we are so happy, happy to, to have you yes. everyone even my yes. stumble on naturopathic it's a common it's a common thing that happens with a lot of people naturopathic <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's it's not the easiest word to put in your business title I'll tell you that much so Fung twister yeah um is there anything you want to add to that Hannah that we don't know about that you want people to know no, I mean, that's it, really. Oh. You know, I mean, I live on the beautiful south coast of New South Wales, what I'm calling paradise at the moment. And, um, you know, I get to look at whales and, you know, the ocean all the time. So that's, you know, kind of me. So it's like definitely looking for the balance of things. So, yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to just dive straight in to kick us off. I want to start on your profession and explore ultimately like how artfully and like skillfully you work with your clients, having been one myself for quite a few years of yours. Um, you make us feel so seen, so loved, so supported, but it's all in a like quite very professional manner. And um, it feels, yeah, it just feels really like supportive and very seen in as I'm navigating, as we are navigating the many ups and downs of our health. And it's such a gift that that mastery, that skill set. And so I just wanted to ask, to what do you attribute this skill of being such a rock for others during challenging or confusing times? Um, what is your approach in in your work? Oh, wow. You guys are just giving me so many nice feelings about my work. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, look, I, I love my work. I think that that is probably the biggest thing that helps me be with people. But I also, I love stories and I love I love listening to people's stories. I think the thing that drew me to naturopathic medicine is that it does, you have this time to explore people, you know, and really hear who they are, what drives them. It's it's not, I've got this rash, fix this rash, see you later. It's like, let's talk about everything while we talk about the rash as well. And um, 
I do I do kind of make a joke that sometimes I can forget to put the bins out on Thursday night, but I can remember the pets' names of all my patients. So uh, there is definitely a, a bit of a something that I like about people's stories. So I definitely, um, yeah, just giving people the time to tell their stories is part of what naturopathy uh is you know it's the holism and the philosophy of our practice is to look at you as a whole person so that to do that i think i feel i need to take the time to get to know people as well so yeah, yeah and i really feel that through our sessions as well um yeah just the way that you hold space is really nice and as tanya said it's it's all done in a professional way but um yeah, I don't know. There's just this fine line of like, oh, okay, you inspire me to kind of do better for myself. So that's just mm. something that I've really taken away um, in our sessions together. And I do um, think that having spaces to be able to share our stories, um, especially as we navigate health and wellness, is so important like we don't always get that opportunity if you think about when you go to see your gp you've got 10 or 15 minutes you're like and you don't have time to like go into it you feel rushed whereas i find in our sessions there is always time to like have the appointment and the the practice itself as you said allows and includes that holistic approach where the storytelling and the sharing of the journey is part of the treatment and the you know it is it is part of it which is um yeah, what I've experienced too, which is super cool. And I mean, it's about creating, you know, helping people make change. Like, um, that's part of what my job is. You know, if you give someone a big list and tell them you have to go and do this, and that's the only thing, and you don't educate them or help them to listen to their bodies or help them to understand the why of why they need to do that or why they don't need to do something, then you're not going to help that person essentially. So, I do think that sometimes, you know, the, the types of patients that I see, I'm, I, I do do those chronic patients that need ongoing care. And the change that you see in my patients happens kind of slowly, but you, you get all these moments where you you can look back on someone's, you know, treatment notes, which I do all the time, and we go, let's just go back to where you started and look at where you are now and how different you feel or what's come up. And, yeah, it definitely, I mean, I love that's what I love about my job. So I think that maybe that's why... I don't know, people like what I do. So maybe that's why. Mm, so nice. Yeah. So today we are focusing on advocating for our health. And so we really wanted to talk about the marriage between medicine and naturopathy and why, in my opinion, in Aggie's opinion, we need both. Um, we can't expect our GPs or our gen like our doctors to know everything. Like that's a lot of stuff to expect one human to know and let in the same instance, we can't expect you, our naturopath, to know everything too. And so I find that seeking people out for their specific skill set, their specialty knowledge, their mastery in a field is really important, be it in the medical model or be it in the holistic health and wellness world. And so what is your opinion and thoughts around if it should be a collaborative approach between classical doctors and naturopaths? Why do we need both? How do they complement each other in ultimately better care for us? And how does naturopathy fit into the big picture of our health care? Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I guess, misconceptions, I think, sometimes about what naturopathic medicine really is. And, and people use it as this sort of alternate, like, I'm against, you know, people are often confused when I say, oh, you need to go to the doctor to speak about that. They're like, oh, wow, shouldn't, why are you telling me to go to the doctor? And it's like, well, because it takes a team. But when we look at the things that 
uh, naturopaths are really good at doing. Um, they are really good at preventative health, right? They are really good at keeping people well and, and, and therefore they stay well. And that's a really important thing for doctors to understand about the role that we have in, in our patients' health and the health of the communities mm -hmm. around us. So I think understanding how we can all contribute to that, you know, what your scope of practice is as a health professional is really important. So, mm. um, there isn't just one person for every person. You know, I think the the idea that this family doctor that used to, you know, be on the corner and that would be your one person for everything and call you up when you needed something, you know, patients feel very disenfranchised at the moment because there's a lot of onus on their own motivation to kind of look after themselves. So we often look for our health professionals to give us a little bit more. The health system is really struggling. It is, you know, as you said, doctors give you, you know, you have 10 minutes. It is really tough for patients and doctors to get the best out of everybody in that situation. And I guess working with GPs, which I commonly do, you know, I am I have this opportunity to know patients in a way. We spend time together talking and being able to report that back to the patients, the doctor and say, hey, you know, we're working together on this patient maybe you didn't realize that they have this in the history or this is their relationship with the ex or, you know, have you considered looking at this? And when that's done respectfully with, you know, between interprofessional like health professions, the results are benefits to the patients. You know, it's not a benefit to me to write a letter to a doctor. It's not a, you know, it's not a benefit to the, to me, to the doctor if they write a benefit letter to me or whatever. It's about the patient outcomes. And so really working together means that, we can all do better for the patients. So that's, yeah, that's kind of why I think it's really important. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a challenge. It's a, cha it's a challenge, you know, and I think most people have had weird experiences with doctors and probably with naturopaths where there haven't been that sort of shared care in a way. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of patients go, I told my doctor I was seeing a naturopath and they spent the whole time schooling me to tell me what a waste of money that was. And um, and then the patient then kindly reminds them, hey, my well, actually my naturopath sent me here to speak to you. So they're, they're, they're asking for your help like I'm asking for your help. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough relationship sometimes, but it's a necessary one. Yeah, I think that kind of like opens up the next question that I had, which was like, um, how do you recommend people kind of advocate for themselves when maybe GPs don't quote unquote believe in this more holistic approach? Um, I know like for myself, even just like sometimes asking for certain blood tests, I feel a bit awkward or like I feel like I have to prove myself or kind of have my dot points ready um, as to why I need them. Um, and I guess like that's just me. Um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting to understand like how you might um, navigate that if you are seeing a GP or health specialist that doesn't quite align with the holistic approach. Yeah, look, I guess, I mean, you know, you both of you are very, very intelligent and well-spoken and educated about your own bodies. And that, that helps, you know, I think when you go to the doctor. But I think um, 
it's really important in any situation in our lives if something feels weird or wrong or someone's being rude or insulting and particularly where there's a strange power dynamic which you often get in um you know medical settings where the doctor is you know on a little bit of a different pedestal to you it makes it really difficult for you to say actually i don't feel comfortable with that you know I I actually I I disagree with that don't please don't dismiss my experiences of my bodies but so many times my patients have have found the courage to be able to have those conversations with their health professionals be it a GP a specialist a physio a personal trainer you know a fertility specialist and say actually please don't make assumptions about my life based on not asking me questions or understand what's happening so I do think um, it is hard look you know naturopaths don't always get it right you know we we really need to communicate better with gps write more letters be more aware and and definitely not just not help like really ensure that what we're asking our patients to ask the doctors for is relevant to that to that patient you know i think you know, sometimes people will turn up before they even come and see me. They say, I want to go and ask my doctor for a bunch of blood tests. You know, what should I ask them for? You know, they'll message the clinic and I'm like, you know, my wonderful practice manager says, you know, we don't know. Why don't you, you need to see Hannah first. Like, you know, I think we need to understand that there's a clinical decision-making that needs to be respected. And if I'm asking for something, it's because it's specific and it's relevant. And if I could prove that to the doctor, then um, most of the time, <laughs> GPs, when they're working with me, they're like, oh, yes, you're a sensible naturopath. And um, I find that very funny because <laughs> people who people who know me probably know that I'm actually, I'm not that sensible in my real life. I'm quite cheeky. But um, but I'm also, <laughs> but, I, but I do think in terms of being a sensible naturopath, it is being respectful of their clinical decision process as a doctor, you know, being respectful of Medicare, being respectful of, you know, the cost to the patient, all those kind of things need to come into consideration. So, yeah. yeah. And ultimately like the patient having the, the say, right. On like what, what they feel comfortable with doing um, Mm -hmm. and going in terms of like exploring their health and the direction Um, I think that's something that I felt like in our sessions, I feel very empowered um, to make those choices and to kind of have those conversations and to also use my voice or even like listen to that, those intuitive things that kind of come up when you are in a session, like, oh, that doesn't feel quite right. Like I'm going to have to bring that up next time or you know and it's because you and I think it's because you know hopefully like through our work together or whatever work that in the other work that you do in your your life and to look after yourself you understand why these things are important like you understand what it is that you're asking for in a sense that you may not understand what the numbers mean on the page or you know those kind of things but you can see that there's a rationale so it comes from people really explaining to you everything that that that's happening to you you know I think uh, there's a really good example you know like sometimes you know when people go to fertility specialists or IVF clinics they they kind of turn up thinking okay these people are gonna the IVF clinic are gonna fix all my infertility problems and it's like no actually what, what are they gonna they're not necessarily going to do that. They're going to just try and make a baby the best they can and they're probably not going to answer the questions. And people kind of move along these paths of assisted fertility and then go, oh, wow, what is actually going on here? You know, there's not sometimes, not all the time, to be fair, but there's good situations where massive interventions happen to people's health and they're not necessarily informed on on why or what happens. And 
sometimes there's really good reasons why that happens um, and sometimes I think patients need to be more informed about the things that are happening to them so yeah I think that's super key because I think one of the ways that you do empower people to feel the confidence and courage to I suppose make the changes you're asking them or to advocate for their health with their GPs and request certain things is education. I find that naturopathy sessions are like an education session. It's not just this is what's happening and da 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 da, but it's like, let's talk about this, let's inform, let's educate. And then you have the tools, you're now empowered with the tools and the knowledge to then feel like uh, then you have a reason and a sense of like reason to make decisions or not. Because if we don't know, if we're ignorant, like this statement, ignorance is bliss. If we don't know, we're not going to act. We're just going to live in blissful ignorance. So, um, yeah, I do think that the education piece is something that you really do cultivate in your clients. And uh, would that be one of the cruxes of naturopathy as well, do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. you know, naturopathy is a – it's a – it's a philosophical way of treating humans. Mm. Um, it's not a, a, the tools of our practice, you know, herbal medicine, nutritional medicine, or uh, bark flowers if people use it, or you know, whatever you know, herbal teas. And in you know, in Canada, for example, all naturopaths trained to be acupuncturists. You know, in mm. um, so there's different. You know, there's every country has a different way of doing. Sometimes naturopaths are trained to be massage therapists as well. You know, so everyone has different tools, but the philosophy of how we treat people needs to be the same and the first one is educate teacher um as 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 educator you know we we are we need to inform our patients how to look after themselves um that's the that's the number one thing that needs to be ongoing and that's the preventative health cycle you know and and education is yeah that's the key to what we need to do there's herbs you know there's you know advice on food there's vitamin c and sometimes bottles of supplements and powders but really the thing that you're going to take away and look use to look after your life is hopefully the stuff that you've learned about your body your health condition and how to how to manage that yourself yeah and i think that's very different too if you're um, in the medical model i'm just thinking about certain things that have happened to me where i've been given sometimes a pamphlet to take home and educate myself on and it's like, that's as far as it goes. And in those instances, the pamphlet has been very helpful and I've read it, but I'm like, why didn't I get educated in the office, in the clinic on this yeah. instead of being given the pamphlet information? <laughs> so it's just quite, um, yeah, quite interesting. Observing it's, that. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't give you that opportunity to come back and say, well, what, what, are the, what does that mean? You know, like, what if yeah. I don't do this? What if I do do this? You know, like what, I think one of the things if I'm, helping my patients get ready for important appointments with specialists you know I go one if it's a stressful one that is like really nerve-wracking and you're waiting for results that you're worried about take someone that is also not nervous about the results you know take someone who's really good at active listening that they can sit there and like just be aware and not they don't need to ask questions because when you're in the, if you're waiting for like scary results, you, we're often in a panic state of listening. You know, we're not necessarily listening mm. with our most clear and calm thoughts. So we'll That's miss such things. good advice. <laughs> it's, it's really important. Like maybe not bring, you know, your, you know, if you can find a friend that kind of cares but doesn't care that much you know like that's also really important but also knowledge think, keeper yeah. yeah exactly but also writing down questions you know I think mm. um that's really really important because you need to ask what you feel comfortable with and I know from my own experiences of seeing health professionals where I've been like 
wrote them down. I'm like, actually, I'm just, I need to ask this question because I mean, like all good naturopaths, I, I come from a, I come from a journey of health, you know, issues. That's kind of how we all turn up. We're like, we always make it, you make a joke at nat school and it's maybe slightly different these days that everyone in the naturopathy class is like, you're oh, healing or recovering from something or seen a naturopath. And everyone who's just doing nutrition is just wearing like active wear and like going to the gym all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very unfair of me to say I'm a nutritionist as well. So I'm allowed to say that about my own profession, but <laughs> it is, uh, you know, having that experience where I've had to be an advocate for my health and had doctors and health professionals that have helped me um be that is really important but yeah i've also been in some really uncomfortable situations and um if i can help people avoid that then i absolutely will i really love this advice of taking someone because um i've been in the situation where sometimes like you almost need someone to relay the information that was said as well because like you have like your blinders and your bias on um as to like what you think they were gonna say or what what you thought the answer was going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's really good advice because sometimes you go in with, like, such emotion to these appointments that it can be quite overwhelming um, to walk out with all the information not fully digested, which I think is what ends up happening in, in a session with you. you. You really are able to digest things um, in a clear and directive way like you feel like you have outcome um yeah, out of the sessions um and i also find um i really like personally that you can talk through it but then you also get like dot points and um you know things to read after and that really works for my brain so your prescription um, <laughs> yeah. yeah um there's kind of like various ways of learning um yeah. and taking in the information rather than just a pamphlet um, that's given to you. <laughs> yeah. And not cookie cutter as well. You know, I think that that's also really important. Like I do have a couple of handouts that I give people, but very rarely do I have like, this is the one thing for everybody to do because, you know, health is individual and everyone needs, you know, different things. So Yeah. I think that's so valid as well, especially when we think about things like diet changes for certain conditions or chronic things and supplements that people tell you to take and specific herbs people tell you take and then how there's we can take especially I think when like myself I am so interested in the wellness industry and like world and I read up on it and I take like a lot of interest in it and study it and stuff and so then you read these things and I come to you I'm like hey what about this and then you're like mm, no and it's like this is I think a lot of these big things we see are these cookie cutter approaches. It's like, oh yeah, magnesium's great for X or your favorite. What's the um the men menstrual cycle herb that you're like, no, 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 not for oh, everyone. Oh, Vitex or Chase. Vitex. Taste, yeah, yeah. the, the same herb, yeah. Agnes Kastner's Phytex. It is a and everyone thinks it's great, and then I'm checked in with you, and you're like, mm, yeah. And it's just this sense of like, not everything we've ever read is suitable for our, no, our body. Absolutely, I mean, particularly particularly about herbs, but also, you know, food. Like some people are like, I don't really like eating this. Like bone broth is a really good one that I see people. People love bone broth. It's so good for them. And they're drinking cups and cups of it. And as a vegetarian, the whole idea of drinking a cup of like bovril or something just is disgusting for me. <laughs> but um, And I say to people, why are you doing that? I heard it's really good for you. And I'm like, but do you like doing it? And they're like, 
doesn't taste great you know I'm like why don't you just put it in cooking or like why don't you know and there's lots of reasons why drinking high amounts of bone broth is not necessarily good for people as well under certain situations so um which you know if you've got like a high histamine you know suddenly you're like drinking bone broth every day and you're getting histamine headaches and itches and rashes and and it's you don't even realize it's from the bone broth so Mm -hmm. it's really it's really interesting that I think you know the blogosphere is very loud and very important and if you can kind of I like to kind of break through the bullshit a little bit as much as possible but always try and I'll always if I don't know I'll look into what's as evidence informed as possible to make sure that that is that it is right um or tell you why it is bullshit or demystify (laughs) yes there's such an oversaturation of information out there and like the clickbait and all of the the things out there and I think um one of the things we wanted to ask you as well was just around like the importance of having someone kind of help you find the right supplements for you Um, because sometimes it can be really easy to self-diagnose like after reading an article and then going out and buying vitamin d um, and then just like maybe not even needing that so i i think there's a couple of questions here but i think for me i always feel like i know and trust what um what you're saying to me is correct and I feel empowered then to also take my herbs although as you know I'm not the best at it um (laughs) sometimes they're not the best I appreciate that they are tasty sometimes so um and I think also just like knowing the quality of the supplement for me feels like really important I always know that I'm getting like the best version of that supplement when I come to see you as well so could you talk about like maybe a little bit around this not all supplements are created equal and maybe just why we should kind of be supported by someone to also not be (laughs) self-diagnosing and self-supplementing and picking up off the shelf at the supermarket or the drugstore and like finding the right high quality stuff is going to have a much more um potent effect and successful effect as well yeah. I mean look, I'm I'm also like I walk I can't walk past a health food store without going into one because you know that's <laughs> the, been in my life for so long I'm like oh what, what's what we got in here let's have a look and I'm like oh I need that today you know I even I'm sucked in by it so mm. and I'm like, what am I doing I can I don't need this you know or oh I'll try that but um it is really important to understand I think it, to answer that question a couple of things and and safety is really important as well there's this idea that because it's natural because it's a vitamin because of it's a help that it's absolutely safe for you and that is absolutely not the case at all dose dependence of things are actually really important and sometimes you'll see warnings or understandings on labels about um, how much to take and how not much not to take but that's often really confusing for a consumer like I don't know like how much is that compared to that and how do I compare this compared to that one you know it doesn't really make any sense so I do think I mean safety is really important Um, and I do think that there's a way for consumers and patients to educate themselves to to manage self-care and I think a lot of product companies are doing better these days to help people make those choices Um, but when it comes to certain conditions or medication or you know um, stages of life then it's actually kind of important that you do check 
on something. Like I've, I've been in health food stores and I mean, I worked in health food stores, so I know what it's like when you're on the floor and someone comes in and says, you know, what do you, what can I do for this? And I stood there like just a couple of months ago, I was in my local and I was like, I really want to interfere with this conversation because this person doesn't need that. It's not my job. I can't do it. But it is. That is hard. They could take that and it would be fine or they should take nothing. But you should ask those questions. And I think, um, you know, you can go to the supermarket and buy so many things now that, you know, definitely have a strange safety profile in terms of medication interactions. So my first point would be like, if you are on medication, including the oral contraceptive pill or the Marine or the Implamon, you really do need to check that your medication is safe for that. Because a lot of women and people on um, hormonal birth control don't even realize that there's a medication they're taking every day because it's just something that they do every day. So that is really important. But even things like, I mean, blood pressure medication, cardiovascular medication is has such a narrow therapeutic window of action. And what that means is what the action of the medication is to make it work and then not work is so small and can be interfered by um, take drinking too much grapefruit juice with your medication in the morning right so there's things that you need to be aware of that in your health what you can and can't do um you know my favorite one is you know with anya ashwagandha everybody's bloody favorite herb in the whole entire where they put in coffees and chocolates and hot chocolate and smoothies and and all those things um but there's certain people that shouldn't be taking it like it's not um, definitely, you know, if there's any thyroid condition, you want to be really mindful about taking with Anya under the wrong circumstances. Um, and I would put postpartum women in that window, you know, really, really strongly because that's a time when people's thyroids tend to go a little bit wobbly anyway. And if you're throwing in ashwagandha in your hot chocolate three times a day, then you could potentially be exacerbating thyroid conditions or simmering stuff underneath. So, I guess the second point is, you know, when it comes to herbal medicine, really ensuring that you know what you're taking and what the mechanism of action is and is it safe for you to take. Um, but in saying that, you can get lots of good stuff from the chemist, absolutely. You can get good stuff from a naturopath. Um, the Australian Therapeutic Goods Association, I'm going to get really techy here, I'm sorry if I'm boring everyone, but in no. Australia we actually have a very strong therapeutic goods association like we are in some ways the envy of many other developed countries because of the rules and strictness of our of our tga which you know the last few years everyone's heard a lot about the tga so there is um you know on most of the supplements that you see there's a little number sort of an ost l number and that means that it's been assessed by the tga and any claims that are written on that label have been assessed as proof and the proof that that is is done not just with um, lots of trials, but there can be traditional evidence and traditional use and lots of ways that those that Ostel number has been made. So I think when you're buying a product in Australia, you can be really sure that that product is relatively safe, <laughs> um, although things do go wrong, um, and has been checked for efficacy and the actual product is really good. But in saying that, I've just seen a product that's come out at the moment, very common, uh recall for a really common a recall on a product very common magnesium formula on the shelf at the chemist that has huge amounts of b6 in it that shouldn't be in there and that is a huge risk for people to take too much b6 because you can get like nerve damage um and it's just been recalled so um as well so always kind of keep up to date with those things as well 
things like yeah. Arb and like buying stuff from America, they don't have the same regulations. It's like you can, you can, I mean, I love going to an American health food store because they are just like, you know, it's like it's the choice is amazing. <laughs> the claims, no one's checking the claims on those products and no one's checking mm. the quality of the products like they do here. So I do think it's really important to assess where those products come from. So I think that kind of answers your question a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Technical. I find that like really interesting how it's like, we do have the the high quality, but it's we don't always know how it's going to interact with our conditions, our bodies, things that we're already taking. And I think that's where um, I personally put my trust in you, Hannah, and uh, and my GP as well to kind of guide me in the right direction um, of whether things are kind of balancing out <laughs> essentially and then I'm not kind of doing any damage by by taking one over the other mm. yeah. you need I even to I even remember just I love doing herbal infusions like long steeped large amounts of herbs and they're just checking with you which ones I'm using and you're like these ones are maybe contraindicative for you so it's like okay avoid them whereas for other people it might be like these are all these wonderful reasons that you might benefits of using this herb but really having someone to check it through I also wanted to ask as well we all take a lot of supplements <laughs> and it can sometimes feel like a little bit of overload and um yeah like a bit overwhelming to take so much and I just want to ask you like how do you deal with that with your with your clients and when should we be reviewing our supplements as well like should we be on something always no. should we be on forever should we outgrow no. things when do we yeah. review i thought i assumed as much so it's like how often should we be reviewing these things um and how do we deal with the overload yeah look the I mean, overwhelm yeah, yeah. Like, no one you know if you've got chronic conditions and ongoing conditions that need management sometimes it's really challenging because you find this little kind of mix of things that really helps keep everything safe and stable and keeps you well and it's sometimes you know if you remove things is it a little house of cards like a thing's gonna fall apart and I think you know we've all experienced that like something changes and something happens and you got to bring something back I think um I don't I like it when people don't take stuff. I think it's really good when people stop doing things. I think, you know, herbal medicine is a really good example of that because there are patients of mine that have their formula that's like their formula that just never changes. And when you take it off it, things go wrong again. And even that's like my um, yeah, digestive bitters. Yours is, yeah, but you have that at like a low dose, right? Like it's very, it's low dose herbs. It's not, you're not having big heroic doses every day. Um, they're very safe herbs in a lot of ways as well. And they're not causing um, toxicity. So yeah, we do review that in our, when our reordering happens in the clinic. Um, I, I think people do take too many supplements. And I think there's, there's times when I definitely, I, I I try not to throw the kitchen sink at my patients, but there's certain situations when we're looking at, you know, IVF or fertility support that I think is really important that we go, this is short term, it's not going to be forever. I mean, we want it to be as short term as possible during those times to make sure that we're doing everything we can. But working with, you know, people with endo, you know, there's a there's things that you have to maintain on top of that. But I'm I always like to review stuff as much as possible and ensure that people aren't taking too many things. Um, and then throwing in another thing as well, right? Like 
women should be checking their iron regularly. Like you can't just take iron ongoing and then think that it's one, it's working and two, it's not doing any any damage because iron, you know, like they only sell it in bottles of 30. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. You can't get a, you know, 900 bottle capsules of iron. They only want you to have in small amounts. They they put a child cap on all of them for one. Um, you know, the iron has the potential to be really inflammatory in the body if not done. And then some people don't need iron. So always checking those things on blood tests to ensure that that's the case. And your health professional should be looking at signs of excess and toxicity all the time. Um, and that's something that you don't get if you're like, so, like the B6 thing is a really classic thing. You know, like you're taking a magnesium here and a B here and you're taking this formula for skin here and you're taking this formula here and it's really convenient because it's just four things and they've got a bunch of stuff. But your level of B6 or what some or selenium is so high across all of those that your risk of toxicity. So you need – it's hard to educate consumers about that. So mm. – that makes sense. Yeah, that's a really valid point. Thank you for sharing that. And that's when you want to call on someone that has the the knowledge, the tool set to help guide you through it, you know, and just be like, yeah, can because you just review this? Yeah. It's also not information that I want to be carrying. So I'm very happy to be um, outsourcing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Take my you, money. <laughs> if you go to the chemist, though, and you're, you know, like you're doing, you're taking a bunch of like medicines, you know, and you're getting your scripts, your pharmacist should say, hey, you know, you're taking this and then this. Do you know that they interact or, you know, you're taking this and you're, this doctor's just giving you the script. You, you, this is how you should be taking them. That's mm. the pharmacist's job to do that. You know, sometimes in pharmacy and health food stores, that knowledge is not there or forthcoming as much as we want it to be to help the safety with natural products as well. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. But herbs so for life. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's a herb, herbs for life. That's I'm a herbalist. So. <laughs> herbs for life. Hannah was taking a herb just before we jumped on her call. She's like, this tincture for this moment. <laughs> I have a lot of little, I have a lot of tinctures around my desk. And the good thing is now I do telehealth that no one can see my desk. Um, mm. It to be always very clean, but um, it is full of little bottles of brown, brown bottles of herbs. Um, and, you know, different times for different, different ones. So yes. not all the time. <laughs> we love um, that. I think for me, like the main thing that I've, and I think we've touched on this already, but just over the years that I've been working with you, um, I'm, I've got like lots of little chronic things here and there. And I think I'm one of those clients that does require um, maybe the constant review of supplements and whatnot. But um, what I have felt and walked away from every time is just like knowing how to cultivate this advocacy for my health and I, I really feel that in our sessions over time it has really built and I wonder um, from your point of view what are the seeds that you plant in people um, to cultivate this over time because I think it does take time. <laughs> yeah I mean everyone learns and wants to listen at different rates, you know. I think um, understanding that health and life is is a bit of a continuum. It's not a straight line. Things change. And I will say, Aggie, you are really good at saying something's changed. I need to do something about it, you know. That, hey, this that is, is why we love Hannah because she just... <laughs> 
gives you all these compliments. Pulls you out <laughs> and you bullshit as well. We're having a mutual love <laughs> No, but you, you, you know when you're like, something's different, I need to check in on that, you know. And I think that um, learning, helping people learn to listen to their body helps them understand, understand that. And um, if I can, you know, if you've, if you've been to see me about any hormonal condition, I'll pull up the chart that I pull up for everybody and I'll go through the female, you know, hormone cycle and we'll look at when people ovulate and when they bleed and all the hormones that happen. And the amount of times I'm the first person in a woman's life to ever show them that chart so they can actually understand what's happening to their hormones. Uh, and they come away with an empowerment to actually put together the actual physiological changes that are happening in body, which then link to the, the mental changes the, and emotional changes that are happening in their body. So I think just drawing links between those and helping validate their experiences of, yeah, that's, that's a real thing. Like that's not me. That's, that might be because of this or, you know, I think that's maybe that's why I don't know I I don't I don't know why I do these things it's just how I do it I don't know I, sometimes yeah. I should do more um clinical self-reflection about why I do stuff so yeah, I love it I um, like that you find the links to validate and then that's just part of how you work yeah I, we are really making you reflect on your yeah. your, your real work <laughs> ethic this is your naturopathic life you know how do you how do you practice but it, I mean, it is, you know, the, it is it is about always drawing back on naturopathic philosophy, which is understanding the body as a whole. And if that's what, you know, the longer I practice, the more I feel that in my practice and how I help people. And that's that seems weird. And I know when you talk about naturopathy as a philosophy that people kind of go, oh, that's weird. Like, what? Isn't it just herbs and nutrition and stuff? But it, it is really it does inform how we see people and how people are in the world and how they not just like as they turn up, but how they are with their family. Like you, you have to understand the life that people live in to be able to help them make the changes that are sustainable. So that's kind of why I always ask, you know, about people's lives and, you know, what they have yeah, to Yeah, back to that story that we were speaking about at the beginning. Yeah. It's giving you that um, picture. Mm. Yeah, I think like one of the main questions maybe for listeners if they're kind of going through things is, also just like when might someone see a naturopath like at what point is it good to to connect with someone with these skills yeah I mean look I think everyone turns up when they're ready I think that that's the case you know I think um I think they if someone is curious about something that doesn't feel right in their body I think understanding that that's that's okay to feel unwell like like you don't have to feel good all the time if that's mental health or physical health but having uh someone to kind of deep dive into it can really be empowering for people so i guess um if something's niggling or doesn't feel right then that's a great place to be uh you know often we get people that are in crisis you know be that mental health crisis or physical crisis in the flare of a big condition um and sometimes we're you know working hard to help settle that down and that's really when that teamwork of other health professionals call are called in i think you know particularly with mental health that i work a lot in um as well you know you do need therapists and counselors and you need a good gp and you need to have that patient in a really safe place for them to do it so i think turn up just turn up you know like find your local naturopath you know they really can be a really great um advocate for your health as well as teaching you how to be one for, for you i think that that's really important but 
um when do people turn up you know it's not just it's funny you know like we we get people turn up for all the big stuff you know like the oh, I've got this chronic condition and then I'll check in with them, you know, in a month's time. Like, oh, yeah, I've had this really bad chest infection. And I, I'm like, why didn't you let me know that you've had a chest infection? Oh, I didn't think you could do anything about that. But, like, the acute stuff is actually naturopathy and herbal medicine is really good at helping people recover quickly from, like, gastro or, you know, support people with hay fever or whatever. So I think there's all ends of the spectrum, you know, that we can help people mm. with. Yeah, even I'm just thinking about someone I'm aware of that has such bad eczema at the moment, like or a skin condition, just like, and just been going to the GP. And I'm like, have you been seeing anyone else? I know that um, there's other things that can be really beneficial, like slowly plant the seed of like, sometimes it's about hydration from the inside out onto the skin and some herbs can be great for that. And I was like, you know, just asking those questions. And um, yeah, it's just interesting. People don't even think think about that yeah. no i mean particularly with topical beauty i mean there's this whole thing in the world of, like ingestible beauty that people are into at the moment right so which i think is really interesting that collagen is going to save the world which is not by the way but it, may, <laughs> it, it, it can help but um some people at sometimes but i do think it, particularly with topical stuff you know like we we see that a lot with eczema and acne and you know those things you know you just keep rubbing the cream on and people forget that there's things like that do happen on the inside that's that could possibly be contributing to that um yeah. but yeah that's that's it this is tough and would you say in your clinic at the moment you work mostly with mental health and women's hormone kind of things or is there other other kind of areas of your expertise that you like I, to navigate I this is this has been a a bit of a professional conversation that I've been seeing sort of, you know, rumbling in, in my profession lately. Um, I've always considered myself to be an absolute generalist in terms of I like to see all sorts of different conditions. There's things that I um, have a keen interest in and there's things that I've seen more and more of over the years that I definitely um, think they're an area of focus for my practice. Um, but I do really like seeing lots of things you know in this world of like everyone needs a niche and everyone needs to have like one thing um <laughs> I, that would bore me you know like i like not knowing i like to see lots of different things um yeah it keeps it interesting <laughs> yeah and also knowing what i don't like to treat or what i'm not good at treating as well you know which is why having a good referral network or having a good team you know at new leave it really helps as well because i'm like you know we often get together in the team like what don't you want to treat like what, what don't you want to work with anymore and let's let's work out how we can you know help that because we do we are a generalist practice we see lots of people we, we do a lot of hormonal health a lot of reproductive a lot of mental health but you know we get you know guys with bad guts and you know we get eczema and you know kids and teenagers you know i i love that i get to see lots of people so yeah if i just had to do one thing i mean i do love treating endo it's one of my favorite people group of people to advocate for because you know endo endo peeps they they need help they got they got it's, tough it's funny because yeah. i since i started working with you it's like i think i've directed like five endo peeps to you 
after Aggie being one of the, well, Aggie's yeah. a little, yeah, Aggie being one of yeah. them and then a few other friends and it's just amazing that, yeah, it's like, oh, I found a good person, go here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Then, I mean, yeah. you know, look, I think that, that, I mean, I do the endo groups now, like, which is a group practice. I don't know, like, mm. that's, the, I, that's for me, this is changing how I practice in every way. I love it so much. Um, and I think my patients like it as well, but it really, you know, having, shared consults with people of the same condition just means that they feel support, you know, like you guys, like when you learn that someone else's endo and you could talk about it and, you know, like your friends, if you refer them, you're like, oh, this happened to you, this happens to me. Oh, I didn't, that's different. You know, why she got you on that? She didn't put me on that one. You know, like there's all <laughs> those, that kind of stuff that happens, but yeah, it is, I do like, yeah, I love endo. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't love endo. No one loves endo, but I like treating people and supporting people because you can really, really, advocate for that group as well so yeah I think that's a really good point I think you're teaching us how to advocate for ourselves but you're just such a good like cheerleader along the way um, I think and- I get really angry I get really frustrated and I get like a little bit ranty sometimes about like the feminist injustice in the world and the patriarchy when particularly when it comes to women's <laughs> and hormone health so I, I do tend to like get quite like Particularly at, the end of the week. <laughs> particularly at the end of the week, it's tend to get a little bit looser. Um, like my Friday, my last appointment on Friday was definitely like, that is, you know, pulling out a few F-bombs on, on a diagnosis that a woman had had. And I'm like, sorry, you're my last appointment on a Friday. I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a little <laughs> bit angry. But, you know, I, I hear, you know, I'm not a counsellor, you know, like or a therapist or psychologist, because when I hear these stories of my patients that are just struggling so much, like I, I well up all the time, you know, like I get totally emotional, very, <laughs> because I feel like I, I guess I feel really frustrated that people have to go through so much discomfort and, and yeah, it upsets me, but also a lot of joys of happiness. So that's um, that's which is good. Last week was a joy, a lot of a lot of tearful joys. Last week I've been on holiday, so coming back and um, seeing a bunch of like you know baby bumps growing. And there was like five last week, and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, like just ni- nice stories where it just makes you feel really happy about things. So you know those kinds yeah. of things. I, got the, I give the feels. I get the feels. So. <laughs> We've got a feel. I think I just wanted to um, touch on how for me seeing a naturopath seeing yourself and you mentioned this and it's a piece that I find very helpful that of having you in my pocket on my part of my healthcare team is that you direct me to people and you refer me to people that you um have like uh revere for their skill set too and so sometimes I don't even know I might need someone be like oh this would be a great thing to support you as well and you refer on and then I'm like great who do I go to because like now you're telling me to go see a public floor physio or find a therapist and now I have to go find one for myself and then you're like this is and I'm like tell me who's good and then you send a list of like these are great great practitioners or um and that I find is very helpful as well it's like knowing when you you know where your knowledge ends and then also you are looking at the holistic picture of someone's life and saying oh this would actually be really supportive for you right now as well to create more balance in that in that holistic life yeah. absolutely like it takes a 10 like endo is a great example you know like a mm. you, having a good pelvic physio definitely you know maybe having a pain psychologist or psychologist, having an acupuncturist, having, you know, a a personal trainer that understands stuff like all these things are so important. And my referral network is definitely one that I value and more than happy to share with anyone. Like if, you know, I love meeting other health professionals and hearing what they do. Um, 
that's one way that I, you know, I like, I like chat. I like talking to people and I like, you know, particularly when we get to talk about work that we do to help other people. But, you know, sometimes it comes from patients where they have a really great experience with a health professional um, and I'll, you know, reach out to them or a health professional reach out to me because they've had the same thing. And you, you kind of like our patients help us find each other as well. So um, it's really, it is really important to have that. There's not, yeah, absolutely. So I, love I think it's stuff. such an important part of the managing the overwhelm as well. Um, if you've like kind of come in hot, as you said, like, you know, with with all the I'm things. Coming in with all the <laughs> How do we do one thing at a time? So it's yeah. just like it's like, oh, okay, I've got like a few steps that I can take towards like making this achievable. Yeah. Um, which I think is such an important part of the puzzle because sometimes, you know, those those big umbrella um diagnosis or whatever can kind of just feel like doom and gloom and I think there's just a way of like maybe breaking it down into bite-sized pieces to kind of advocate and move forward and trust your body again so yeah having those referrals as Tanya said is really important but just yeah those those step-by-step at least for me is like heaven sent for my brain (laughs) I love a recommendation I'm yeah, all about too. a recommendation. Yeah. Me too. It's really important. So yeah. bring them on. Let's connect. That's what I love about you know. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm like, where's yeah. the party? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just want to ask a couple more questions um, as we kind of close out our time here. But what does working with you or someone else at your clinic, the New Leaf Clinic, look like in terms of the commitment that someone needs to make? If they're kind of natural curious natural curious i love that um it really depends on what what they're turning up for right and Mm. i think um you know once again like there's no we do the endo groups or the group consults which are set in terms and they're not that's not like a course that you just turn up and ingest like random information that means nothing it's actually consults so that's why we do the terms of those because it's if you turn up for the five monthly session, five sessions for over five months, then you get more out of it. But most of the, that's the only time we ever have like a set amount of appointments. Everyone needs different, like you can see someone and you can do two appointments and they're like, great, I'm sleeping. Thank you very much. I'm not stressed. And I have all the things and off they go. Um, and then sometimes you see people where you need to, it can take time to, you know, get to know them or get the pathology or get the testing and, um, you know, getting people to understand what it is, you know, finding the right thing, helping people make the changes that are, you know, su- suitable. Like I'm pretty, I don't like to rush people, but I also don't like to overwhelm people with too much um, stuff at once. So it looks different for everybody. I know that's such a vague um, answer, but it is really about individual health. So um, appointments are potentially monthly or sometimes fortnightly depending on what it is I have people that just you know that I've been seeing for years that just check it like I'm just going to check in every six months you know which I think is just really lovely I love that one like let's just I'll just see you in six months you know and um, then I have patients that I've been seeing for years that just sort of suddenly they'll just turn up and go oh this thing's happened you know and it's totally different from what it was before so yeah, it's, you know, your friendly neighbourhood naturopath can be lots of different things to you. So, 
Does that answer your and question? We, and we love that um, you're in every neighbourhood, Hannah. I have now. <laughs> it is. It's so, it is weird. Uh, you know, I've always, you know, moving online has been quite different. Um, but I do like it because, you know, I get to play with my cats at lunch. And um, Can I know. just pause you there, Hannah? How many cats do you have? Well, I have five cats, so <laughs> that is a lot. Um, we I did not know this about you. We just <laughs> lost. We just lost one cat the other week. I was going to say. Sad. Yes. Oh. Yes. You know, we've lost one, which is which is fine. That's a fine. She was very unwell, um, and and naturopathy couldn't save it. No, she was sick. It, it had nothing to do with naturopathy. But um, mm. yeah, we've got five, so it's a bit nuts. And um, I'm there's a lot of like crazy fun boy cats in our house that they're all desexed um but they're all really cute and funny but yes so yeah i like working online it's good it, it is flexibility like i totally get that some people want to sit in the room and eyeball someone and you know have a cup of tea which i used to love doing with my patients and i have some that really do miss that nice cup of tea that i used to used to give them but um I, it's good it's it seems to work for me and it's meant that i can move out of the city and i can like work from everywhere and People can see me from everywhere, which I which I like. So, my team is all over New South Wales. Like we've got someone in Blue Mountains, someone in the Northern Beaches, someone in the Northern Rivers. You know, practice manager Kyoko still in Sydney. So, we're a virtual team, a post-COVID team. I guess that's how they describe it these days. Amazing, amazing. I'm going to flip the last two questions, but like where can people find you and your team and how can they work with you um, at New Leaf? The usual places where you can find everybody. I am on Instagram, obviously, uh, like other people. Am I the best at Instagram? No. Am I, you know, I'm there. Let's just say that and, I ha- and I'm and i there, which is great. So New Leaf has a, a page where we share stuff about the other practitioners. We've got uh, Jacintha. She's uh, a fertility guru expert. She's like a unicorn that's working for the clinic. I totally uh, love her so much. She's just her like years and years of knowledge and experience is just incredible for fertility support. And we've got Bronwyn and she is, I mean, she's, She's a bit of everything for everybody, but she's like deep into the gut vibe at the moment and loves peri and loves postpartum stuff as well. So um, we're all very different, but we're also quite fun, I think, as well. So, um, yep, website, New Leaf, book an appointment online, very easy. Um, Email the clinic if you're lost, uh, Kyoko, our practice manager. She really is a gem. I just need to give a shout out. She is, she is the best. Um, she thank is you. a gem. Thank you, Kyoko. I, I actually couldn't do what I do without her. So really, like she keeps me. I, we haven't quite got the ESP working just yet, you know, like we <laughs> one day she'll know what I'm thinking without me having to tell her. I, I do think that sometimes she does and then she reminds me that she doesn't She doesn't have ESP line to me all the time. <laughs> But we're working on it. We're working on You're it. You're not so. far off. You're not far off. I think we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> but yes, on the usual places online. So, and you can find me from your living room or your um, wherever. So yeah, amazing. We'll share all those links and don't forget as well, folks, that she's got this awesome endo group naturopathic consults too, which you can see on the website too. Yes, we're just working out next year. At the moment, we're going to do an, a new patient endo intake, which was like a really great way for people who've never seen a naturopath or never had healthcare for their endo to start 
the journey of healthcare and our continuing endo group. And uh, we're smashing out a perimenopausal group as well. Not smashing out, but like that is something that I'm just love because peri, peri, I'm all, I'm all peri at the moment with my with my life, and you know, I love in it. So supporting perimenopausal women, you guys don't worry, you're not there yet. You've got a long way off. Um, it's really they're a great group of people to work with because yeah, it's such a great empowering time for for women. We need to flip the flip the message of of uh, what they think menopause and perimenopause is and own it as like strong women so that's that's my vibe we love that that's amazing um we'll ask you our final question that we ask everyone and that is how do you drop into your truth oh you know making sure that i find time to stop is um is the key um i am a yes person so sometimes that is challenging. I do a lot. As you said at the beginning, I'm on the board. I volunteer a lot. I help people. Um, but I I drop in in the kitchen. I love cooking more than anything. It is like my partner's like, can't we just have a quick dinner? I'm like, no, I need to make this elaborate thing because it makes me feel better cooking. I love cooking for friends. Um, that is a beautiful place. I live, um, as I said, on the south coast walking around the beach, looking at the trees, being in nature also really helps. And um, snuggling my cats also really helps. But yeah. that's 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 the main things. But um, nature, food, yeah. cats, I mean, it's not complicated. <laughs> yeah. What else do you yeah. need, right? What else do I need? I don't need anything else. And herbs. Yeah, and herbs. And sometimes, sometimes a nice shot of passion flower just to really help you get into the drop-in really does work very well as well. So cheating. Uh, it's not cheating if you take calming herbs before your meditation. It just helps. So it does. Yeah. yeah. I love that tip. Hot tip. Hot tip. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for your time, Hannah. It's been an absolute joy, as it always is. <laughs> Oh, thank and, um, you. You guys are so special and you've made me feel so, I feel like very overwhelmed with, um, with, you know, your support. So thank you. Um, it's really, it is good. It's lovely to hear the feedback that, you know, people do well with the care that I give. So that means, that means a lot to me. So thank it's you. It's nice to repay the favor. <laughs> and it's Thanks, important yeah. that we, it's important we're reminded of the difference, the impacts that we make, I think. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. Um, in the spaces we work, even for myself as a yoga teacher, for yourself as a naturopath, we forget sometimes. So yeah. this is our reminder for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. We'll um, add all those links in the show notes. And if you want to connect with Hannah or anyone at New Leaf, you can find it all there. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks.